0: At Venturex Studios, it's
1: J.P., Kathy, and the crew.
0: (laughs) I always ask extra-syllable. It's Monday. It's Monday extra-syllable day.
1: added extra-syllables. We're always doing stuff like that. All right, hey,
0: we got a box reveal on Monday. Fire it up. Here we go. Good
1: morning to the crew. We love you. Um, See, you say that,
0: but I don't know everybody in the crew, I don't love everybody like that. I do. But you give them kisses, though.
1: I do. Actually, I'm going to let you know. I mean, I love people. Okay, so we Uh have a new Miss Texas.
0: We do. Mallory
1: Fuller. Yay.
0: I'm going to ask her to marry me.
1: She's not married, so okay. So that's good. Um, So we got to do a remote live. Great time. Great time. Great time out there. Thank you, Miss Texas. Yeah, we love being part of the Miss Texas organization. The women were great. Don't, Don't open this yet. Yeah, I... I could not have judged that. I would have been like, well, we've got 12 new Miss Texas winners. Yay. Well, just um, has got smells to it. Yes. So, um, so Monday, I'm leaving, um, you know, chit-chatting with Susan Shuler. Oh, and Susan will be here with the new Miss Texas on Friday. It will be her first podcast radio interview. So um, anyways, Valerie Bell, who's the executive director, um, was like, oh, you know, uh, let's, let's show this to Kathy. Now, these are one of the gifts. And who is it? It's called... Buff
0: Buff City Soap.
1: Buff City Soap. Love their products. Um, They were one of the sponsors who gave gifts to the the Lone Star Princesses. So, good times. So, Susan sees what Valerie's got, and she flags me down from getting into my car, and she's like, Kathy, we have something for you. (laughs) Dun,
0: dun, dun! Dun! Oh, it's just a box lid.
1: Dun, dun, dun! Okay, it is...
0: A bar of cool-looking
1: soap. What is the name of dun, 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 this cool-looking soap, JP? Don't tell me it's vagina or something. No, that's not appropriate. Isn't it? No. I use the
0: biological term. Oh, my goodness. Oh, might as well be unicorn. Okay.
1: Really? And so- You've got
0: me holding the unicorn soap.
1: <laughs> so- really? And now your hands will smell like it the rest of the day. Oh, Lord. Hold my <laughs> boo. So, Valerie and I Susan, that's for you. Yeah, JP got tricked. tricked. So it was so funny because um, Susan's like, "Oh, Kathy's obsessed with unicorns, and better yet, JP hates hates them." (laughs) And so Valerie's like, "Oh, please have him open this on Monday. Just make sure you give Buff City Soap some credit." Yeah, okay, (laughs) Buff City
0: Soap, (laughs) and Catherine Ann, and Valerie, and Susan Schuer. We all love you. So So let's have got (laughs) Doctor Claudia coming in. Living donor? Have you considered being a living donor? Um, we're going to be talking kidney is. and stem cell, uh, kind of specifically, I think. And we may throw in some other things as well. Good morning, Dr. Clothier. We're just now connected to his audio. Good morning.
1: And he is without AC in his office right oh, now.
0: That's not fun. Yeah. Oh. You
2: know, I would turn on the video and let you witness the uh, melting down <laughs> of the doctor. But, you know, it's kind of a bad visual. It's the yeah, melting it's so doctor show.
0: Oh, so, no. Klobier, <laughs> um, to kick off well, our topic, kind of Monday
2: morning it is like probably 116 in here, oh, like- oh, and Dr. the Clobier. humidity's
1: got to just be killing you.
2: Yeah, so oh. if I pass out halfway through, just you know, say what I would. Uh,
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll send emergency <laughs> we'll, services, we'll give our best educated yeah. medical guess, which is not very good. <laughs> So,
0: Dr. Clothier, to kick off our topic, um, it's interesting. I went and I Googled uh living kidney donor and then living stem cell donation. And uh-huh. instead of it being like a medical um encyclopedia or uh something that would describe it, it was advertisements for
2: oh, interest. Huh. Yeah, yeah, come come see Did me. Did it see where I'm selling the kidney? I'm not. I'm down to the <laughs> I'm not selling their kidney.
0: Oh, good. Glad okay. to hear that. I
1: was like, wait, is this a First black market kidney sales pitch? Well, so I
2: got worried. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, I don't know why there would be advertisements except that, uh, you know, I don't Google for my information, honestly. I usually like listen to my radio show or, or <laughs> on air, So go back and listen to all the prior ones. Well, uh, the. Um, Uh, You know, you want real medical information, obviously, and there is a competitive realm to be fair about it. Uh, But, you know, I I think everything medical is so overwhelmed with direct-to-consumer advertising, including television. It's just ridiculous I would really suggest people form a relationship with the doctor and get actual information. Uh, I think that should be true for COVID, obviously, rather than going to Facebook or or another media site, Instagram, yeah. or whatever, for your COVID information. That's Just the truth. go ahead and get it from a medical professional. That'd be my recommendation. So we're going to uh, talk about uh, this. We have, uh, what brought this to mind for me, we have three people at my church who need kidneys right oh, now. Wow. Uh, it's not uncommon, you know, to need a transplant. And so we actually had a the opportunity of having a transplant surgeon come in yesterday and kind of talk about the process. And she was just excellent. I think it'd be valuable to just review some of the things because I do think it really scares people to think about donation. I mean, I find people are scared to get blood, you know, during COVID, there was so much talk about blood type. Not that matters. You can't pick and choose whether you're exposed to infected, you know, prior to the vaccine. Uh, but I found people were really obsessed with finding out their blood type. And I'd say, you know, the free way to do that is to give blood. Oh, I can't give blood. I think, well, yeah, actually, you can. Uh, so giving blood saves lives. So the first donation I want to talk about is blood donation. You know, it's actually very easy to have a needle on your arm briefly and give a pint of blood or uh, platelets or uh, plasma or double reds where you get your plasma back and you actually feel perfectly fine after your body regenerates blood. You can go on your way with, you know, probably a little gift card or something from them. And then, you know, you probably will never know how many lives you saved. But I'll tell you, giving blood saves lives. And I think that's, that's something that I was pretty shocked, honestly, because it came up so much. I don't remember a person I mentioned they could find out their blood type for free by donating Blood who said, oh, okay, I'll go donate. Uh, You know, it was all about, oh, I can't do that. That's just, you know, impossible. So rethink it. Plan to go save lives. Be a servant to somebody. And, you know, I think it's always good for people uh, to serve others. And, And I think that's an easy way. You don't even have to meet them. You don't have to have a conversation. You can just serve them. And save their lives. So I think that's really valuable. And then the second thing that came up because of the need in three people at our church for a kidney, and I'm sure everybody knows, somebody who knows someone who needs a kidney transplant, uh, is being a, consider being a living donor. You know, it's really an interesting thing that we have two kidneys, almost everybody. Every now and then we run across somebody who doesn't. But almost everybody has two kidneys. And you actually can give one. The other one takes over. And the average life expectancy of a living kidney donor is the same as the uh, as a person who never Really? So, yeah. Wow. So the kidney can take over. You know, of course, if you, you know, donate a kidney because you're healthy enough to do so, and then you go and start smoking and overeating and quit exercising <laughs> okay. and you know, start walking across LBJ without looking both ways. You know, your life expectancy could no, go down. But if you if you don't do that, if you live a healthy lifestyle, your other kidney will take over. And, you know, statistical odds of kidney failure are low. So um, it's interesting too, one thing I actually didn't know until speaking as the surgeon or a surgeon speaking to our group at church yesterday is that if you donate a kidney as a living donor, if you ever have kidney failure, you're actually moved to the top of the uh, list for transplant uh, because, you know, you only have the one kidney and you've helped someone else. So oh, they wow. will work to help you. And she mentioned in 11 years that she had always, could only remember one person being in need of a transplant. So I think, you know, I I just think it's uh, it's an amazing gift. To do. So if you feel the calling to consider donating, and it's not, you know, if you think about this today, you aren't going in tonight having that kidney removed. And, you know, you're not going to wake up tied up somewhere in Paraguay and have your kidney gone. Um, you know, like TV and movies are glorified whatever. and whatever. And those always
1: scared. Uh, those always scared me to death. I remember my dad when when a bunch of those kind of movies and the whole that was a big old thing. That was like everybody was talking about that. And my dad used to travel a lot. And I remember calling him when he was, I think he was out of the country at that point traveling. And and I was I was so worried. I started crying. I said, "Don't don't accept a drink from a bar." He goes, "Well, first of all, kid, what do you think I'm doing at a bar when I'm out on work?" And I'm like, "Well, just still don't even take water from somebody you." Pour your own water out of a bottle because they'll take your kidney, you know. So, yeah, I, I they, remember you know, that. if they
2: only take one, you can live with the other one. So, uh, <laughs> but now it's that's true. I'm not advocating no, criminal violence no. and, and lack of consent, <laughs> but if you feel the calling to even consider it, and even if you only consider giving, you are not committed in any way to having to go in there you know it it's sort of like when i see somebody with you know like uh back pain or abdominal pain that may be their gallbladder and i'll mention you know you with let's get the opinion of a surgeon and almost immediately they'll say oh i don't want surgery i say well this is just a consult right. you know it's not a commitment you're not signing the papers you're not undergoing anesthesia and having you know something wiped on so if you uh have any answers, you can actually just usually do an online form with many of the uh, transplant systems, hospital systems. Uh, There are a couple in the Dallas-Fort Worth area who do this routinely. And if you just do the online form just to see if you're healthy enough to be a donor, you can start the process. Then the next step in the process is to go do some blood work and testing and kind of a health review. You know, they want to make sure you're healthy going into it. Um, and so part of that is, you know, like an ultrasound that the kidneys make sure you have to make sure they look healthy and then, <laughs> excuse me, the heat chain sh- to me, it's searing my lungs. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, if the, uh, if you're then found to be healthy enough to, you know, consider that donation, there are different ways that get into that process. You know, if you know somebody, you can try direct a kidney to them, see if you're a match for them. If you don't know anybody and you want to just do an anonymous donation, that's obviously quite incredible, but it does happen. And then, uh, you know, if you know somebody that you want to direct a kidney to and you're not a match, you can actually direct a kidney to someone else who then uh, it's sort of a double matching process, and then they'll find somebody for the original person. Hopefully, if there are enough people signed up, and you can do sort of a double um, gift that way of you give somebody somebody else gives to your loved one or friend right. or whoever that is. Which so is which which have. dr.
1: clothier real quick it, it this is amazing and actually JP and I have a very dear friend that that um, he and I have been friends with for almost 30 years now um, Maggie or Margaret Smith um, she used to work for um, she's worked for several congressmen and for um, uh, Phil Graham and it, just an amazing uh, servant and a great gal and she currently is looking for a living kidney donor so and she's been on our show and talked about this this is this is a hugely important topic and like you said, if you've got healthy kidneys, yeah. this is this is something you you don't skip a beat with your life. Not that it's easy. It's not like going and getting, you know, stitches in your finger, but you will save a life at little risk to yourself. And I had no idea that the life expectancy, I think if you'd mention that again, because that's that's crucial. I had no idea sure. that life expectancy stays the same.
2: Yeah. First, let me say I'm sorry I missed that one show. Uh, I've cut the rest. I didn't realize keeping on. But second, though, life expectancy of the kidney donor, the healthy donor, because you have to be healthy going into it, you know, is the same as a non-donor. And so you really can live out a normal life. Uh, you know, part of that is you do your healthy surveillance afterwards. You do your healthy living, as I was saying earlier. It's just, you know, it's a gift like no other, obviously. And so... When you go, if you did an online form and then did tests, ultrasound, whatever, you still don't have to go through the process. You can still think about it, talk to the people who do deal with this all the time. I actually have five patients currently who have donated kidneys. Oh, wow. And I tell you, they're all healthy. They're all, you know, they're all healthy, and they're all happy they've helped somebody, and they've all been That's fine. Awesome. Uh, One of them has now been probably about 16 years, as I recall, somewhere in the mid-2000s decade there, 2005-ish. And, uh, you know, they've just been fine. And it's a robotic laparoscopic procedure to remove a kidney uh, and donate it. It's not a real big surgical deal. It's usually uh, one night, stay in the hospital to monitor, make sure you're okay, and then you know, a short recovery time while your other kidney takes over. Uh, It's really not been a burden at all for the ones I know. So um, I think it's, you know, it's something you should really think about because people out there, if you've ever known anybody on dialysis or with kidney Mm. failure, you know, they just feel sick almost all the time. Sometimes they feel better for a few hours after dialysis, which is three times a week, almost always. And, you know, what I find is because it's often like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, that second day before they get back to be dialyzed, they just feel sick. And, you know, it, it would be a dreaded thing to be on dialysis, say, for, you know, 11 years waiting yeah. for a transplant or whatever. So, you know, and there are transplants, uh, so-called cadaveric transplants from people who become deceased in, you know, car wrecks and whatever uh, Certainly being a donor, organ donor in general, is a great thing. But, yes. you know, the living kidney donor is really pretty uh, amazing, amazing gift. And one thing that I think also, you know, I, I feel like it shouldn't be a motivator, but it is, is that the cost of you know, being a donor is carried by the person's insurance who is the recipient. Okay. So you can actually do your evaluation you're, you know, sign up, get evaluated, whatever, at no cost and oh, wow. to yourself. And so, you know, it's not like, oh, I don't, you know, why go spend $3,000 for somebody? You know, maybe you do or don't, but you don't have to worry about that because it, the cost is borne by the recipient. So, uh, you know, it it's just a uh, phenomenal thing to consider. So the other one I want to mention before I pass out from the heat here is, <laughs> Uh, doing either bone marrow or stem cell transplant. You know, there are a lot of bone, bloodborne diseases, blood-borne cancers um, that can be helped. Not always here, but at least helped if you have a donor of bone marrow or stem cells. And so uh, that is a very simple procedure. You actually can just have bone marrow taken from one of the uh, iliac crests, the hip bones, in the body and, you know, there's minimal pain. It's kind of like having a laceration. You were talking about having your fingers sewn up. You know, you, you got to be numb this the and have a needle put in to draw out bone marrow and then you go on your way and you're okay and you save a life. And I think it's uh, it's really something where people should get signed up to be screened as stoners and, and that usually is just literally like a swab of the cheek to begin so that you can start looking at matches and, and uh, you know, the, the genetic makeup to see if somebody's a logical match. And then, of course, there are other tests if you undergo the process. But, you know, I know people who have done screenings and say, you know, for a child with cancer, they'll do a mass screening, and then maybe they're not matched for that child, but two years later they call it because they're um, – uh, you know, they're a match and they can save a life a couple of years into the process and then go donate. And that's really, you know, you may be out of work for the day because you've had tests and you get your bone marrow done and, you know, you want to recover a little bit. And, uh, I you, to save a life, that is such a minimal price to pay.
1: So true. So true. Well, just great advice. And again, something real simple everybody can do this week, and that's donate blood you'll know your yes. blood type. Um, you know, I, for example, I know, and I, I've I've been a regular blood donor, especially back in my younger days, and found out I've got a universal blood type, and then there's something, and you'll understand this, but um, they were always like, hey, come back and donate as often as you can because I've got something in my platelets where actually newborns can receive my blood. Do you know, does that make sense to you?
2: Yeah, it's, a, it's just a type of uh, antibody and- Type of blood in in that combination, right? So yeah, that's you know that's also again a great way to save a life, contribute to life, save somebody several hospital days. You know if they're having to wait for their blood or their platelets to recover, and they could get transfused instead and not have complications. You know it's just a, it's just an amazing thing.
1: Yeah, and and Doctor Close. It, it it really is. Dr. Clothier, we just had a, a real quick question come in um, that's important, and maybe you can answer it offline. And JP and I can send this to our friend Judd. He said, Ask the doctor what he would do about my dad, who is in the hospital right now with pneumonia. They are saying now COVID pneumonia with Marsa. Would you put him on a ventilator at his age? And I'm assuming Judd's dad's probably older. Um, so yeah, I if,
2: Here's that. My only fair answer to that is trust the doctors who are taking care of them okay. because there are so many variables, and, you know, that's a terrible infection. It's a terrible circumstance. I'm very sad they're faced with that. But, you know, if the doctors feel the ventilator would help them because they can look at the x-ray, look at the blood work, look at the clinical situation, I would absolutely go with trusting the doctors who deal with that all the time.
1: Okay, Th- thank you for that. And, of course, Judd, our, our prayers from J.P. and I and from the crew go out to you and your dad and your family, and um, just uh, God bless you. And thank you, Dr. Clothier. Go go get your AC fixed. That's no fun. Yeah, I
2: think I'm just trying to go sit in my car for a while and try to recover.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you so. go. Well, you <laughs>
0: know, you, you could pull into that uh, little half-round area into the front doors and just see patients yeah. right there. Oh, there you through.
1: go. <laughs> You
0: know? Yeah,
2: thinking, yeah it's, it's pretty big, you know, big, big I'm, area. I'm guessing there's a little risk involved, but I was thinking about just pulling the car in, turning the AC on, putting the windows down, see if they would cool down a little bit. Uh, it'd go well until the carbon monoxide gets us, probably. So, we'll see. <laughs> oh well,
1: <gosh>. <laughs> well, <laughs> take care, Dr. It always Giller. takes me a second to get record. his jokes. I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> By the way, don't yeah, we don't kidding. need people to start yes. teaching me how to not he, do that Just I'm kidding. kidding. <laughs> Yes.
1: Thank you, Doctor so, Clothier.
2: Yes, I will try to recover. We'll see if we make it. We do have our fluids if uh,
1: we have to. All right. Have, have a, a blessed rest. week. Thanks, Doctor Clothier. All right. So uh, great information. Good, on good, that. good, good information. It says
0: make sure yes. to check with your employer before you donate a kidney because that may not let you continue your job in the capacity you think about it. So like a police really? officer where he was at, Oh, oh um, if you had only one kidney, you weren't allowed to be on the road anymore.
1: I, yeah. Now I can understand situations like that. Well, you know, and I would never be a candidate to donate a kidney because of my high blood pressure. You know, I've had mm. chronic high blood pressure since my late 20s. So, un- you know, unfortunately, that, that crosses me off the list. Um, so, but there are a lot of healthy folks out there. You got two kidneys. Um And again, if not look into, you know, um, bone marrow donation, blood donations, super easy. And I think the last time, heck the Latin out, I think like there's certain things that prevent you from donating blood. One is like if you've recently got a tattoo. So sorry, JP,
0: you have to wait wait a little while. Yeah, I'm tatted. Yeah, that's it. Uh, He's inked. (laughs) For me, um, can't do kidney donation because I'm a fat dude. But if I lose weight. Then I become and then, an unfat dude. Well, then because, I can donate. Because kidneys. you've
1: always been very fortunate. You haven't had high blood pressure or, or any kind of stuff, high right. cholesterol. And you've you've really you've been very fortunate. And so you right. you don't have any of those other other health issues. Um so yeah, that's it again, it's just um and there are a lot of folks out there who need who need help. Whew. You know, who need the help, including right. our friend, you know, Maggie Smith, who we love dearly. And we we'd love to see somebody step up and help her out. She's been on the donor and the living donor list for Oh, years now, years well, and, now.
0: You know, it, I think it'll come, but yeah. I think you're right, though. I mean, you know, we need to start looking at what's really going on in the world and how we can deal with it and how we can help, right? Yeah. That's why we have camels in the world.
1: Oh, we were having because such a lovely day, and now I know where you're do going. Do such a
0: great job of being a part of the nope, world.
1: No, no offense to camels. Well, no, they do
0: though. They they have. Do you know that they have even toads? i mean what woman would i have know where you're toes, going with right? this so i am saying no do you know that the camel has a hump it's a fatty hump that helps him do all kinds of fun stuff
1: well that's where they keep their hydration that's right. why they can hang in do the desert all that kind of good that stuff the
0: camel also <laughs> provides uh his fur for like felt and stuff like that
1: did not know that and fiber
0: did you know that
1: would make sense because it's very coarse do you know that you can milk a camel did I know that i'm trying to know. think
0: i'm asking you did you know you could milk a camel?
1: I would assume.
0: Uh, you can. You can milk a camel. Camel
1: milk? Yeah. We need to tell we need to tell Lathan Watts, the the snarky parenthetical, because he did a whole thing on almond milk, how it's not real. Camel milk would probably blow yeah, his mind. Camel milk. <laughs>
0: um so and they also can provide meat, because you can use them as livestock. But yeah, I mean the camel is an amazing animal. I think that we would have had better luck sending a camel to the border than we would have had sending Kamala Harris
1: and to there the it border. Is. And there it is. And there it is. I mean, <laughs> give me
0: a break.
1: Yeah, that's why I was saying no Let offense to Campbell's. Let me go <laughs> to
0: El Paso, where we have oh. a port of entry where people actually legally come across and go across the border. Yeah, we've got some that try to illegally cross there, but, but not to the tune yeah. of 189,000 this last month.
1: It, it's like the highest... I want to say it's the high, the highest number of people who have crossed over the border, crossed last month since like, you know, 2016, 17, 18, somewhere around there. I mean, it's the numbers have jumped astronomically Well, this since Biden opened up the borders it again. It blows
0: me away. Why am I not shocked? I mean, even Lester Holt on NBC News, yep. Lester Holt had to look at Kamala Harris and go, when she's like, "Well, I've been to the border, Lester. Mm-mm. You haven't been to Mm-mm. the border Mm-mm. since the border crisis. No, no, come on, Camel. I mean, no. Kamala, right? Because the camel's a better animal. Unbelievable that Kamala Harris thinks that going to El Paso and not even going and visiting Fort Bliss, where there's a facility, what are you there like, for? I, yeah, I mean, you're to, there for
1: the Mexican food. Help me out well, here. Well, which there is great food there, and we do love it. Um, awesome. You food. know, um, I, but my thing is." the first place if i would have been put as the czar in charge of the border first of all i would have been like okay and how soon can we get a plane so i can get there i mean literally because it's been what it was like 90 days or something crazy or maybe even more or maybe a little more or less whatever it was way too much time um i don't know what she was preparing for as all of these people as drugs are coming over our children are being taken into sex trafficking and just horrific things are going on um you know one hundred eighty thousand people, and nobody's keeping track of them. What are they doing?
0: Well, no, those were the ones caught.
1: Oh, those are the ones we co- caught okay. one hundred eighty
0: nine thousand so, of them this last month. So
1: here, so here, here is um, here is my question: If you are the one who's supposed to be in charge of the border crisis, why wouldn't the very first stop you make be one of the detention facilities? Just don't do it in a whisper. Uh you know. <laughs> Sorry. No, I know that's I, I know right. where you're going with that. I had to but, throw that in here, but, but I'm not gonna serious, go. Off my but seriously yeah, I agree. Well But sadly, I know what that tangent would be. Yes. <laughs> Rep- representative
0: Tony Gonzalez <sighs> along with a bipartisan contingency of congressmen and congresswomen came together and have said, and this is a direct quote, that President Biden on immigration following vice president Kamala Harris's border trip was absolutely a slight on Hispanics yeah he's like they're not doing anything for Hispanics
1: they're not they're not taking it seriously they're not protecting people I don't get it I mean you've got kids over here who are separated from their parents you've got um kids who have tattoos because then that signifies which drug cartel they're associated with who are being sent across why isn't anybody working with Mexico to stop and at least protect the children? Let's just, okay, you're over 18, you come over, you want to do drugs. Not okay, but let's put that on the shelf. Right. What about the kids who are coming over tattooed with cartel symbols so when they when the drug dealers over here get a hold of these kids, they know who they're running drugs for and who to give the money to? Yeah. What? Yeah. At least help the kids.
0: Well, Henry Cuellar, <gasps> who's a Democrat, right? Then Senator Cornyn, right, who's a Republican, Gonzalez, who's a Republican, and several other Democrats have signed off on a bipartisan Border Solutions Act. But do you think the Democratic Congress is going to take that up? Here's what I love. I love the fact that Kamala Harris blames the Trump administration for the current border crisis. (laughs) President Trump is the only president in a long time that has actually done something to secure the border had a process in place and didn't have this mayhem. Why is it that the president of Honduras and the president of Mexico blame you, Kamala, and your boy, Uncle Jumpin' Joe, debt-collecting inflation man, Oh,
1: inflation, 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 say it three times. Why
0: why do they blame y'all for the current border crisis? You know, how about this? How about a congresswoman that meets you in El Paso and says, We're the new Ellis Island? El Paso is not Ellis Island. People, how you insulted my great grandparents because they went through the process. They sat in process, legally, met with an immigration officer, legally. and it took like 10 days for them to be able to get through that, to get into the United States and be processed properly that was proper immigration what's going on along our southern border is not proper immigration no. talk it's to the reference. farmers watch the interviews of these farmers and ranchers all along the southern border she was about 800 miles off i'm curious if her airline pilot was on was on drugs or drinking or something and he missed the wrong air got the wrong airport because really she should have been 800 miles south in the Rio Grande where the real crisis is, where we've got teens down there wanting to commit suicide Uh. on suicide watches, where we've got people being moved around from facility to facility between border to HHS, which isn't a solution at all. And then the big one, and nobody seems to be really talking about this, how much the federal government is paying to put up people that are coming into this country in hotels across the United States. I mean, I've got one hotel owner in Odessa who literally, the oil guys came to him and said, hey, we need our regular 100 rooms. Right. Blah, blah, blah. He said, sorry. He goes, what? We're paying you $80,000 a month to do this. He goes, the the guy goes, I'll double that. Hotel owner said, you can't even get close. He said, I'm making $800,000 a month to house illegal immigrants coming into this country. They're sending them to Scottsdale. I'm surprised that people in Scottsdale are okay with that. And then they're not locked down. They can wander about the neighborhood. I mean, help me out here, Kamala Harris. What did your border trip do? Nothing. President Donald Trump's administration's problem and fault for the current crisis? B.S. Unbelievable. Again, camels make better animals than you do. So, you know, one of the things we definitely need to do, Kathy, is that we definitely need to jolt ourselves back into <laughs> good
1: transition. Thank you.
0: Into into what's going on on the border. And so, I think in in light of that, I think we need to discuss energy drinks versus the 80s Jolt Cola.
1: Do you remember Jolt Cola? Oh, eight, well, I was in college, so Jolt Cola came out in 85, which is when I graduated from high school and left and went to college, and Jolt Cola Two things. Jolt Cola and Vivrin were huge back when I was in college. Like everybody to stay up, you would take Vivrin, Been there, done that. You'd go to the kettle, you'd order some all-you-can-eat pancakes and study all night. Um, and Vibrin was a big part of that. Jolt Cola was another thing, and I had tons of friends who drank it. I'm one of those, y'all... okay, so the crew and JP, my goodness. I just started drinking coffee, one coffee a day. When you and I, when you asked me to start doing the radio with you back, you know, five years ago, and we were on live at 6 a.m. Um, so I learned to drink coffee then, but I can't drink coffee or caffeine or anything, you know, like tea or anything after a certain point because I'll be awake. I'm one of those, back when I was with a debt settlement company and I was the uh, director of operations, I tried a Red Bull one day because I was exhausted. I came in, we had this big project. And my manager who um who worked with me came into my office at the end of the day and she's like, Kathy, you know I love you. And I'm like, Well, I love you too. And she, thank I love you. you. I love you too. And she's like, Well, can I just say that there's been a recommendation from your staff for you to never drink an energy drink again? At least not while at work, and I was like, I was like, I was kind of on edge. And they're like, she's like, No, she's like, everybody's confused because you would be like, No, and in this project, and you know, what, I had another idea, and oh yeah, and oh, and then let's do this too, and she's like, So everybody was coming to me all day going, What? Okay, Kathy's told me three different things in the last thirty minutes. Which thing do I focus on? And she's like, "Let's get her through the day with Red Bull and, and move on." So I drank Jolt Cola maybe two times. It was so crazy sweet because it's got like twice the caffeine, twice the sugar, sixty milligrams. It made me sick to my stomach. Of I caffeine. remember drinking that, trying to you know cram for an all nighter, and literally thinking I might throw up so you know that oh jolt look cola, oh, oh
0: great job nathaniel yes so of course
1: you know oh that's just
0: so right that, oh that's so great. you know that jolt cola went away because oh, yeah, it yeah. was causing medical issues oh. because of the sugar content and that's the caffeine why I've content i've never been right? a fan
1: of all the monster and all these drinks and you got high school kids and junior high kids drinking them that stuff has things in it that can kill you
0: on 2000 in 2017 uh, jolt Cola yep. has made its fight back and Jolt Cola to not be put out without the others has created their own Jolt energy drinks. Why not? Power Cola, Orange Burst, Wild Grape, Blue Bolt Raspberry.
1: And see, all these flavors with all that sugar and all that caffeine just nauseate me.
0: Blue Zero Carb, well, Cherry Bomb, Ultra, and Silver. Can you imagine? You
1: can, okay, and I'm looking on their th- site. I guess you can, because I have not seen Jolt Cola like in a convenience store <laughs> anywhere, but you can get it on Amazon, Casey's General Store, or it looks like the Dollar General. So <laughs> I'm going to.
0: I put the question out, Kathy, without you knowing. You... I said, can you imagine Kathy on <laughs> Jolt Cola? <laughs> Michelle goes at all caps with exclamation points. No, no,
1: no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go back to some of my college friends and they'll be, they'll be like, yep, shut it down worst decision ever <laughs> we replaced it with regular coke we poured it out she didn't know <laughs> well you know what i don't
0: get is i don't get the monster drinks um, no, at all
1: never. and jolt cola is the the was the lead into the reason and you know how against all those energy drinks i am right um you know i remember when my daughter i caught her with an energy drink and she was and i, I was like this is back you know high blood pressure runs in our family and you've got asthma and all, all these different things and and at that point, I, I was so freaked out. And I'm like, I probably would have been a little more lenient if I found her with a beer. You know, oh, I was just so funny. against the, those drinks. But Jolt Colas, the reason, because I have such a negative connotation. Now, my friends love Jolt Cola. Everybody was drinking it. And I finally was like, I'm going to throw up or not sleep for a week. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Jolt uh, Cola
0: was the bomb. I remember whoo, it drinking. It was popular. I, I remember drinking a half of a Jolt Cola. And doing this, ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> My hair went bazing! I mean, I remember, like, in 84, um, we were getting ready for a wrestling match. Yeah. And I took a couple drinks of that, and I went, whoa! My eyeballs got big. I think my pupils dilated. I was curious if there were drugs in it, to be honest
1: with you. Oh, I mean...
0: I mean, I'm sure.
1: It's just, it was just... So old Jolt, Cola,
0: old Jolt Cola wins out today.
1: Uh, well, and it, it's it's so funny because and then like uh, Nathaniel, he's he's much younger, so he's operating our board today, and he's like Jolt Cola, and JP was like, oh, when Kathy gets in, she will have a visceral reaction. She will know exactly what it is right. no, because no, if you were old in people, if you were in college, you know, in the in For, the eighty eighty five through ninety range. Jolt Cola is something you remember, and the other thing you remember, and I had no problem with this. Tab Zima.
0: Oh yeah, I loved the Zima.
1: Zimas came out. Zima needs to come. And back. they were kind of like a Fresca tasting drink, right? But it was an alcohol malt beverage, I think right. Zima yeah, was. they were calling
0: it beer, but like. And the there beer were only like, at know.
1: first there were only certain places in Texas you could get Zima. Well, San Marcos, where I went to college, at te- well, it was Southwest Texas State University. Now it's Texas State. It was one of the places you could get it. So literally, we would have friends come stay with us, and they would leave with like two twenty-four packs of Zima. You sure
0: you haven't drank coffee today?
1: Um, I had a little bit at home. I won't okay, admit because I
0: can tell you, you just went on a wild goose chase. Well, because
1: Whenever you talk about um, stuff from from the eighties, yeah, but I'm bringing I'm you like- back. <laughs> I got to bring you
0: back. So Fred says, Jolt Cola for the win. I agree, Fred. I don't think there's an energy drink out there that can compare to the old Jolt Cola. Uh, Michelle says, hey, man, had to break Mia of the habit of energy drinks. And yep. Fred says, bang is the big one in the law enforcement world. Laugh out loud. Judd Gibson says, <laughs> I heard of that uh, one. <laughs> thanks, guys, for the next few are critical. We are praying for you, Brother oh, Gibson. Oh, Judd. Yes, um, so yeah, everybody in the crew, crew please, please, please prayers, pray. Yeah.
1: Um, and, and I'm sure um, Dr. Clothier is a praying man, so I guarantee you he, he got Absolutely. off our program and uh, and right away prayed for your father. Absolutely. So,
0: so there you have it. And yeah. plus,
1: like my daughter's a,
0: uh, an energy drink crazy, too. Yeah. And I've tasted them, and they taste like, like, they taste like I'm nasty. drinking, well, it's like I'm drinking like uh, radiator fluid. Yeah, like I— And here's the thing, I have uh, actually tasted radiator fluid by accident.
1: I was gonna say, please tell me that was by accident. I always, I assume, because I've I've taken a taste of an energy drink, um, besides Red Bull, which that's another thing I don't get. Like when they when people combine Red Bull and vodka at a club,
0: they love it, man. So
1: that's a huge popular drink. But like the Monster ones, I've tasted it. I've never tasted battery acid on purpose or by accident. And I would assume that's what battery acid tastes like. It just, Ugh. and it leaves an aftertaste. And there's a couple of ingredients. There's one in particular, I think it starts with like a Q or something, that they found out it was dropping kids. For And we reported this on the radio show when you first had me on your show, yeah. um, about the kids who were drinking energy drinks all night and gaming, and a number of them had massive heart attacks and some died. And it was because they were drinking one energy drink after another and gaming all night. So, you know, everything in moderation.
0: Well, and, you know, if, I don't, remember, don't know if you remember they were doing the Red Bull Challenge Where this guy drank like 160 Red Bulls, and you could see his heart actually pumping in his chest, and the doctors Uh, were working on him. mm, Yeah, mm, I'll tell mm, you mm, what. mm, mm, And mm, yeah, mm, Judd Gibson says, bang is my choice. Don't know what that one is. (laughs) Oh, Um, good
1: morning, Piper. Yeah,
0: Piper. I told her she needs to become a Lone Star Princess.
1: Yes. Yeah, Piper, we need to get you involved in that, and we need to get an autograph from the new Miss Texas when she's in studio for our own Miss Piper. That's
0: right. All right. So with that being said, Bang is the drink of choice for Fred. I gotta look that up. Jolt Cola, though, I think is the winner today. I mean, Jolt Cola in the seventies and eighties were. No, I mean the eighties,
1: not the seventies. They weren't late seventies, like
0: seventy-eight.
1: Oh, I thought it didn't come out till eighty-five. I remember it was a big deal, like right when I graduated. Test market nineteen
0: seventy-eight. Oh. So there you go. <laughs> he says times. maybe one or two a week, though. He, he does need moderation. <laughs> Lots morning, of moderation, Judd says. Hi, Dad. Uh, Fred oh, says yeah. Jaeger <laughs> bombs. A Jaeger shot dropped oh. in the Red Bull. Okay, well, with that, we're going to bomb had, our I've way out of this show. I've probably had
1: more friends get sick off of Jaeger. And, it, and I love licorice. But it doesn't translate well into a licorice flavored liqueur drink. Well, when you do, you do shots we up. We need
0: to bomb our way out of this. This is a, we're talking alcohol way too early in the morning. Hey, listen, That's we got a great. It's
1: not even eight thirty. It's not. We've talked about what two, three different alcohols. <laughs> yes.
0: We had a Party great on. Monday. Have a better Wednesday coming your way. Tune in on Wednesday. Oh,
1: uh Van Taylor's back on. And you'll have Congressman yep. Van Taylor. Yep. Put
0: your questions together and get ready yes, to ask. Please
1: send us questions ahead so, of time. And
0: Fred says the Gas Monkey energy drinks are not bad. I only have them once huh. in a while all right you guys have a blessed monday don't let it be we a murphy's you. law monday for you like it is for dr clothier don't melt out there as the rains are on And bring your way.
1: umbrella bring yep. your umbrella have a blessed all right, day i love everybody. y'all god bless you